Well, I'll tell you what I know. That's the dumbest fucking bet I ever heard of. I disagree. Sunday morning coffee. This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife, back for another Sunday morning coffee. I'm here with uh, Rayman Prophet Pete. Uh, Coach cannot join us, but I have a message that he would just like to be the last to wish our listeners a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, always classy from the coach. <laughs> no surprises. Uh, and I figure we should probably start with the top story in college football, which is either uh, Sarah Fuller's squib kick, it was a squib, right? Or more likely, our sixth king of the hill in a row to catch a fucking L. Um, I'll give the aviator, aviator some credit for stepping up to the plate, but he must have been on too much sauce to bet any amount of money on Michigan, who was somehow more lost than Penn State. Um, and I know it's particularly bad because Harbaugh didn't even seem emotional during the flogging. He saw this King of the Hill flog, this King of the Hill losing from, from way out. So it, it turns out parachuting down onto the hill is not a way to get on top, so we're still looking for a way to get there. We're going to try going un- underneath. We're going to dig up. Into the onto the hill this next week. And when it comes to BYBW, never doubt our ability to sink lower. I will say that. Yeah, we need uh, a good moment. So of what about King of the Volcano? You go into it and shoot up. Either we'll figure it out. <laughs> no, the, the volcano is where they're throwing my fucking money when I take these picks. Uh, ideally, we can uh, let's get let's get one winner. So yes, we've had six King of the Hills in a row. Not one person has been a repeat picker at this point. If you want to step up to the plate, you can let us know. Uh, but I guess we'll, we'll move on. I, we can uh, talk about the, the next general topic, which I know Prop at Pete was uh, pretty upset about Northwestern laying an egg in this spot. Or were you upset? Were you on Sparty here? Uh, I, I was on the under. Uh, anytime you have an NFL total in a college game, you want to take the under. So I was a little bit upset um, that uh, Northwestern kind of laid a dud and gave up so many yards and points to a Rocky Lombardi-led offense. But looking in hindsight now, they were due um, for a correction. Yeah, I just kind of, I kind of looked at the like the Wisconsin numbers and Northwestern got lucky with a bunch of turnovers there, but they're frauds. And um, I mean, they're gonna I play. Think, they they get to play for the Big Ten because Wisconsin got too much COVID. Well, I mean, they beat Wisconsin also, but that's. I think I think Northwestern I, still has to win a game, and that might not be doable after their rallying cry became the Fighting Reese Davises, which is the worst thing to put on a T-shirt in sports. I mean, I'm just happy because this means somewhere Darren Ravel is crying. So it's a good world for me. But, uh, yeah, Northwestern finishes up with Minnesota and Illinois. They should win those. But, like, we don't really know that now. I'm just just disappointed that we thought they were a real football team because if we kind of go back and look at the metrics from previous games, they've been getting dominated in time of possession. They've been getting actually dominated in yardage. Uh, I mean, that Wisconsin game, thinking about it now, they just kind of got those five turnovers, but we, we should have known better. Um, and I think part of this is just the Big Ten. This is, is already too much talk about any Big Ten team that's not Ohio State. It's fucking irrelevant this year. Move on. I don't care. <laughs> it's irrelevant. They don't matter. If you aren't Ohio State in the Big Ten, you don't matter. And, and while it's, we're talking about over. irrelevance, we can just wipe out the entire Pac-12 too now. So that's cool. Yeah. One well, it's like I think well, there's like four teams. Let's let's be real, guys. There's four teams playing football right now. <laughs> well, that's kind of what I was going to get to is is that, and I, I harp on this every every morning as I'm drinking my iced latte here. Is is I it's this is the year we got to let Love the little the guy in. Yeah, we got to let the little guy in, and and I I hate what we saw with BYU and and Cincy with these rankings, and I hope uh hope the committee gets it right. It seems like they're going to have no choice but to let. 
the little guy in, but who knows? I, it'll be interesting if they. Uh, yeah, has I to blow out Notre Dame, Dame for that to happen. But yeah, it's possible I, that that could happen. I mean, with Trevor Lawrence back, they look good. It'll be interesting. Uh, Rayman, do you have a specific topic you want to cover yeah, on this coffee? Uh, so I think a lot of us were watching the SEC Network yesterday to see Sarah Fuller make history. Great story. It was definitely an intentional squib kick. I hope she gets a chance to kick next weekend for some actual points. Uh, but this poor commentator just could not meet the moment. He's trying to have his Neil Armstrong, man on the moon, what are the first words for the first woman in the Power 5 history, and lands with, <laughs> Sarah Fuller is about to put her right foot into a football, speaking volumes to women around the world. Just didn't, <laughs> just didn't quite do it for me, didn't quite meet the moment, and then you have the squib kick, and everyone's disappointed because I guess they expected a her to kick it deep but if you look at her motion that was never going to happen i will Uh, will say in the announcer's defense in the announcer's defense you remember the call i i remember uh, the call that's a good point can't figure out who made it though i've been googling no idea who said it i i talked to the coach off off the air and he told me that was a pretty good textbook swift kick too um if you look at that balance it was the missouri guy almost had it come off of himself and then uh it would have been a live ball so Good job, Sarah. Uh, fun stats. Uh, she now leads college football in yards kicked uh, compared to return yards allowed with I, infinite. <laughs> uh, yeah, at the risk, <laughs> at the risk of uh, getting our non-listen pod canceled, this whole story was fucking dumb. Uh, I, literally any player getting on the team as a walk-on a week before isn't a story of inspiration. It's a story of a team in desperation uh if we're i, I, I feel like we're i think it was a I nice moment oh i like okay how how long did you dream of kicking a football did you dream of kicking a football longer than one week then you will have dreamed of kicking a football longer than sarah fuller did she was picked off the team out of necessity she literally last week talked about how horrible the team was this wasn't a story of someone that worked up to the moment had always dreamed of playing football and that person i will be extremely happy with this is a person who has never played football they have a school that literally has no kickers because there is a disease ravaging the country right now so they put her out there in a uniform they gave her a play where she kicks the ball and literally runs off of the field this was so no i'm not going to just sit it's here and be kids, happy for though, the sake Joe. it's about inspiring I'm, the next generation as sarah fuller said just, in her comments after the game i hope she does get in and i hope she makes like a 50 yard field goal vandy not even giving her a shot at it is just like man imagine is this joe, joe p or is this uh is this Jason Whitlock? Who are we talking this, to? Yeah, I didn't know we are on Speak for Yourself. Uh, I, I think it's worth discussing. And I bet if you talked about it with Sarah, she'd say this shit is whack. Like, this, so, like, so saw this on Twitter and it seems relevant. If you, if but, you took uh, Sarah off the record and you got rid of all the game day flowy segments and you're like, are you excited to be kicking for this 0-7 team that has literally all these players have left the team and now they need you to do this out of necessity not because you're came preseason and really lit it up and everything like and, well, and i say going what i said at the beginning any college student stepping on the field a week before a game is an incredible accomplishment but that's and that's really cool but what you spoke on with like the announcer's call at the beginning was spot on. He was trying to build up a moment that really wasn't a moment or didn't really well, feel like a moment. I kind I kind of hope we get to see somebody walk on the field for the first time uh, in Denver today in the NFL too. That's going to be fun to watch. 
uh, kind of transitioning uh, yeah. there. Well, I bit. guess if you're talking, but that's the thing. It's just like that's another novelty octant, and that's what we're talking about here. This wasn't Sarah Fuller like dreaming of playing football, getting on the team. It was her sort of getting this chance, and then it fucking sucks that they didn't let her rip it. They should have let her kick it out out of the well, end zone. It, it sucks that the Vanderbilt offense couldn't let her kick an extra point. Oh like, yeah, that was that's let, let, let's not blame the that's, coaching staff for a special teams play that kind of worked. Like they got the ball at the thirty-six. That's fine. Uh, so I saw this on Twitter. The Vanderbilt office is the only entity to do less for women than the GOP. <laughs> Agreed. I think that's, oh a great place. that's a great place to leave it. Uh, my topic that I wanted to talk about was uh, Jared Patterson, uh, the Buffalo running back. He reminds me of Amazing. Uh, a Toronto, Toronto Arcanauts great Mike Pinball Clemens, the real ones know. Uh, yesterday against Kent State, he went for a super casual 36 carries for 409 yards and eight touchdowns. Um, this was one of those games where I was tracking the box score early. Uh, I even told you guys I was looking in the first quarter and I was like, hey, this fucking guy has 160 rushing yards in the first quarter. That's pretty good. Um, and he ended up just not stopping. Um, but I thought the most interesting blip was that, uh, so he finished 409 yards, eight touchdowns, eight touch, eight touchdowns ties the record. The record for rushing is 427 yards held by Samaj P. Ryan, which yeah, is the reason why we know Samaj P. Ryan's name. And so the he uh, Patterson ends up being pulled by uh, Buffalo's coach. And interestingly, the team had a backup that went for 16 rushes and 97 yards. And the team's final two rushes with the backup went for the 19 yards and a touchdown that Jared Patterson would have needed to hold both all-time records in this game. Oh, um, but they decided... They decided not to go for it. Uh, Buffalo, of course, coached by uh, Lance Leopold, uh, who might be taking – they look great this year. He might be taking an even bigger job, but he uh, was the one who coached Wisconsin-Whitewater to six Division three titles. That underlying ESPN score tracker that always says Wisconsin-Whitewater uh, in the championship, that was Lance Leopold's doing. Um, but I – Usually against Mount Union. So I can get that Jer- that Patterson was maybe entirely gassed. Interestingly, his brother played defense and was all over the field too. But what? Yeah, like he had twelve tackles. What do you think here? What do you think here? T- like not going for it, it not like deciding to to hold the gap. Is this overdoing it as a coach? I would ask. It's it classic annoying football coach, football coach moving, not pretending like they don't know the box scores or not knowing what's going on and just trying to do what's best for the team. They should have gone for it. It's, it's, it's Buffalo. It's really tough because it's not like the coach is like, we're not going to run it up. I mean, they, they scored a touchdown with a minute 15 left with the backup. So, <laughs> like, it's just the I – don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm speechless. Let, let the kids have fun. That 15-yard touchdown run at the end could have been history, and, and we didn't get to see it. So I'm not sure it's possible. Who knows? Maybe – and I hope he does. I hope Jared Patterson has a fantastic career ahead of him. But you took away a, a moment that's never going away. Everyone remembered the nine-touchdown, 430-yard game, and now – this I, I feel like it's an interesting spot. I, I can't speak without knowing. It's hard to say without knowing whether the guy was like out of it or gassed. I'm guessing if he went for 400, what's another 30 for the record at that point? It was 36 carries. Joe, uh, maybe unlike you, Lance Leopold uh, understood the moment that Sarah Fuller had yesterday. Didn't wanna, <laughs> Stop. Didn't want to. So res- it was out of respect for Sarah. You know out what? I'll allow that. I'll, I'll allow that take. 
I think the wildest uh, thing about that game is that there is combined 100 carries and they combined for 111 points. Like with that many carries and the clock moving. That was interesting. How did the clock, how did they scored like uh, 111, 113 total points well, with the clock averaging running averaging 11 yards per carry. So it was sto- yeah, the clock they, was stopping. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like the clock stopped. <laughs> and I guess like it related uh, why did why did Kent State's defense decide to put on uniforms and play football? Uh, they clearly didn't want to play. Why did they play? Were they coerced? I mean, Buffalo is not far from Albany, home of Nexium. Is Keith Ranieri involved? Buffalo being a cult school would explain so much of their success. Uh, in Buffalo the is extremely season. far from Albany. Uh, it's uh, same. It's about the same thing. <laughs> same state though. <laughs> it might it's be like a ten-hour drive, but same state. If you're if, Rand, Rand, if you're not in New York people, City, you're far from Albany. Would, how many people do you think would recognize how far Buffalo and Albany are from each other? I feel like a probably, lot, actually. Nah, <laughs> state nah, capital versus literally the opposite end. All the, those people the are too high on that. Right into where, how far podcast DMs. Do you know where Albany is? Do you know where Buffalo is? Let us know. There's no shot. You know where Albany is. No shot you know where Albany is. If you, if you can pick out Albany on a map, you're the new king of the hill. Uh, <laughs> uh, and now let's, we'll transition over to uh, our NFL picks because there's also some weird sort of fuckery happening in the, in the NFL, which Rain Man will cover with, uh, you like a teaser pick this week. Yeah, so what I found is the NFL spread's not really, for me, hard to find an edge. But with teasers, because these games are so close, you can sometimes play around with the key numbers and get something you need. So we're teasing Arizona Cardinals against the New England Patriots and uh, Denver Broncos versus New Orleans Saints. And the reason why we're doing that, because, first of all, does anyone actually think the Pats are going to be able to beat the Cardinals? And you can get plus four on the teaser because it's a two-point spread. That's a key number. I think out best case scenario for the Pats is it's a close game. So with that hook, I don't see how Cardinals don't keep it within four. And then uh, the line just keeps going up. So take it right before kickoff. Right now it's plus 16 for Denver Broncos against New Orleans. Uh, So you get that to 22. That's three touchdowns. That's a lot for the NFL. And it's not like the New Orleans Saints are going to be full strength. They're missing Drew Brees and they're missing their left tackle. So I don't know how many points they'll be able to put them with a Taysom Hill offense. So if Denver can just rally around the effort and go back to some old school smash and ground running style football and move the move the change just a little bit, put up maybe six points. That's probably enough to keep it within the 22. What I love here is the total of 36 and a half. Oh baby. That's, oh baby. It's, I, I, I saw that. And I, 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 I kind of have to take that under, I think. I think the coach would, would beg well, me to take maybe, that under, maybe so I probably Royce will. Maybe will get in there and do some interesting Wildcat uh, stuff. Kendall Hilton, he's probably going to suck. So, so the, the, he's going to suck. The NFL, the NFL refused a request from Denver to let one of their assistants play quarterback, correct? Yeah, Rob Calabrese, the old quarterback from UCF. He's been an assistant for two years at Denver. They should just let Sarah Fuller I, play quarterback. I mean, <laughs> I would say like I would love I, I would love to have just gotten the behind story of all the coaches uh, sitting in a meeting and being and Rob being like one of the like because clearly one Vic Bangio said in a meeting, hey, if any of you fucking guys play quarterback, Kendall uh, well, <laughs> doesn't know the playbook. Like, how is he gonna play? He can't play quarterback. Like, he might go in and throw five like scripted passes, but. He's not going to be able to actually play quarterback. Rob knows the offense. 
It's uh, it's one of those games that's like, you know what, I'm not going to be able to look away. It'll be I'm interesting seeing, it'll be all, uh, I'm guessing it'll be all Wildcat I'm, if I don't see at least one Tebow jump pass. But that's the other thing. So they the Broncos found out about this on Friday, so it's not like they got a chance to like really spruce up the playbook. Oh, no, it's going to be a disaster. I just don't know how many points New Orleans is going to be able to score, and 22 is a ton in the NFL. I mean, uh, missing the left tackle and trying to do a running game with uh, just Tyson Hill at quarterback. I just don't think that that's going to go that well. They'll win. They're absolutely going to win today, but just run to the so right. See, I we'll see. <laughs> just run uh, right. Just run right. That's all you got to do. Run, run to the right. right. See what happens. Run. It'll just run the veer. Uh, <laughs> and uh, prop that you like. Uh, you like the Colts uh, today yeah, against, I, I, uh, against I, the Titans, who you're usually pretty hot on. I'm rolling with the Colts minus three at home against the Titans. Uh, don't be panicked about Phillip Rivers not practicing until Friday this week. This is more a reflection of the defenses. Uh, we really love the Colts' defense. They're one of the best in um, yardage allowed in the league, and we hate the Titans' defense. They're one of the worst in yardage allowed in the league. Uh, they played just two weeks ago, and the Colts absolutely punked them on offense, defense, and special teams, including a blocked punt for a touchdown um the Colts are going to find a way to neutralize Derrick Henry enough to make Tannehill win the game and a lot of teams uh, have been fine and Tannehill while he's been great this year I still just don't believe in him dropping back and throwing the ball and making things happen it's all off the play action and um the Colts are going to do it again I mean the Colts are a Colts are a weird team they seem like firmly good not it's, great, not mediocre. I think they're good. It's it's what happens when you build a team around a defense and then let your offense do what they need to do. It, it's it's what NFL football really should be instead of these it, it's gimmicky still, offenses. I, I guess, I guess for me, it's still like weird uh, visually to see a Colts team that's trademark is the defense. That's just so outside of what we're used to seeing out of Colts teams. So, but they really did. It's hard to, to I, it's hard to pick against them in the spot based on their last performance against Tennessee. Uh, I guess I will, uh, I'll be taking the Monday night football game. I actually love Philly plus six in this spot. They're playing against the Seahawks at home. No. Uh, the Joe public see the Seahawks, Joe Publix and rain man see the Seahawks and think, Oh, Russell Wilson against a bad team. Easy dub. I absolutely. Uh, what you that. don't see is literally the last ranked defense in yards allowed in the NFL by 25 yards in Seattle. And they're playing on the road in a gigantic spot. Philly is bad this season, but this is a huge, huge game against a team that they played in the playoffs last year that they are familiar with. Um, I wouldn't bet the Eagles outright, but I love the six points here against a Seahawks team that in these big games, usually at the very least, they play close games. They do not blow people out. But the I they think uh, the Seahawks and make it a three game teaser. Like all right, multiply go crazy. A little bit. Add it, add it to cra- the card. <laughs> if you wanted to throw, like, if you want to take the the Seahawks, would be you just need them outright in a, in a teaser, exactly. which I yeah, think is man. fine. But I'm taking Philly with the six points in this spot, absolutely. Mostly because I don't think six. I think. Well, the, what's the public breakdown there? Joe Joe, Joe a, P is spoken, and I will be taking Seattle. My NFL, my NFL picks have been pretty good, buddy. I don't know if you want to calculate how they've been this I know, year. But I'd I know, probably be. I, 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 I just you can't bet on an NFC East team against a non-NFC East team. I think that's just the rule. I'm betting on quite public. Sixty-seven percent of slips are on uh, the Seahawks. 
Oh, what's that? Wait, Rayman, what? Wait, are you. Your, your tone changed a little bit there. No, but I'm teasing him. Didn't matter. I think that. that Guess about, when? I think that about covers all of our picks. Uh, Rayman, your teaser. Are you, are you officially throwing yeah, in the Seahawks? Yeah, so that's there? a plus money teaser. I'm throwing in the Seahawks. It's a three game. We're only doing a six point teaser. We're not doing the 10 point sweetheart. We don't need those points. Arizona, Denver, Seahawks. 4 right. 22 uh, to win. Prop bet is uh, Colts minus three Colts at home. Easy money versus the Titans. Titans. Defense is uh, horrible. Give me those Eagles with the points. Uh, the truth is, is like if I was, if you know, if I was more petty, I would just point out Rayman's record picking against the spread this year and why you should absolutely not listen to him about anything because he hasn't proven. Week. Change is incremental. One and two should have won the Texas game. To be fair, zero and four, zero and four to one and two is infinite times better. Yeah, just like Sarah yeah, Fuller and her uh, yards per return. 